I'm Renee Ritchie and I'm a tech analyst. I'm Georgia Dow and I'm a psychotherapist. Welcome to Apple Talk, where we talk about where psychology meets technology. And we deal with companies like Facebook and Apple and Google. And today we're gonna to talk about Georgia's new iPhone and Apple Watch, because you've all heard what I have to say already, but we have not yet heard uh, from Georgia. And maybe, maybe a little bit about Tim Cook 10 years on. Maybe and some of the fallout, some of the more recent social media fallout, because we love to touch on that. And if you stay with us for the bonus segment, I think I'm gonna ask you about the goddamn Batman. Go ahead. Does he sparkle? The god, no, no. <laughs> Vampires do not sparkle. I think some do. No. And this Batman may sparkle too. No, no, hold on, hold on. Nosferatu did not sparkle. Vlad Dracul did not sparkle. The frickin' vampire Lestat did not sparkle. Kind I am not sparkles. aware of any vampires Brad that sparkled. Brad Pitt as a vampire totally sparkled. Interview with a vampire? Mm. 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 Was he Lestat or was he Armand? No, no. He, was, he, was, he was not Armand Lewis? or Lestat. Was he Lewis? No, he Who was... was he? Uh, oh, bloody hell, Nathan. Antonio Banderas was Armand. Yes. Yes, okay, we'll look it no, up. No, who was it? Now we have to know! Tom Cruise was Lestat. Yes, yes. he was an amazing Lestat. Yes, well... I think he was just playing Tom Cruise, to be honest with you. But this is, okay, this is totally off topic. Yeah. Georgia, how is your brand new iPhone? Okay, so here So which we go. iPhone was it? Which one did you get? I got the Max. iPhone 13 Pro Max? Yes. Yes, and? Yes. How is it? You it, got it, it like, what, a week ago? A week ago. Okay. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's a great phone. It's a great phone. Why are you, why do you seem super sketch and sus right now? Because I, I didn't, I didn't yet, I didn't update it. I didn't. I didn't transfer over. I'm what? still using the old phone. You're still using your iPhone 12 Pro Plus, Pro I am. Max. Yes. Pro, there's so many names. I am. But, I am. But you have the new iPhone, the latest iPhone that people be waiting for. Yes. For months. It arrived. Yes. You have it in your possession. I do. You've not been in hibernation or a coma. I haven't. Okay, so here we go. Two things. One is that updating the phone always traumatizes me. It scares me because I don't know if I'm going to lose something, if I'm not going to have my contacts, if something's going to happen game in saves. between there. Whatever it might be. It's your game saves. It, it, whatever it might be, it's not going to happen. Or your text and because messages. And of, because of what I do for a living, yes. during times where I don't have a lot of spare time, that is terrifying. Because if I don't get a text message, if it's not transferred over, if I have to write down the contact names again, it is such a nuisance. So I need to have a day of doing nothing, which right now I don't have. Because you're doing this. Because I'm doing this. And you're doing Twit right after this. And then I'm doing Twit right after okay. this. And I just did four videos. And before that, I did a talk for Arizona. And I, so I'm dealing with all of these things that I have to get set up and ready. So I have not yet had a day that I can make sure that the phone works the way that it should. And so it's been sitting there just staring at me. In this gorgeous little box. It's, with yes. It's macro case. camera. I know. I really want that camera. Yeah. Ah. So it isn't actually that, I, like usually I would get it ready right away. Usually you do it immediately. I usually do it immediately, but that is just one more stress. It's that last drop that will make the whole cup Did your overflow. kids not offer to do it for you? Or did you just not trust them? No, I don't want anyone to do it because if <laughs> someone does it and my contacts aren't there or I miss a message or I don't get the the link for whatever talk yeah. that I'm about to do, that is You want to blame to yourself, not them. I don't want that to happen at okay. all. I want right. it to make sure that it's a But if a it day, happens, you want to blame yourself. I want it to have a day that I could fix it. Okay. Where it's not that I will call you in a frantic panic that I have <laughs> to do sessions in a second and I'm not getting any messages. Where is why? Yeah. Don't, aren't you happy that I did that too? Because yeah, I will so call you I, and then I'm angry at you. That happens to me every time I have to review an iPhone and like... The last few years have been, I don't want to say terrible, because like it's such a privilege to be able to review iPhones. Yes. Um, 
But like when there's multiple, it's incredibly stressful because you have to set them all up. And often at least one or two of them don't set up properly just for a variety of reasons. Like either I press the wrong button at the wrong time and I say transfer this way instead of that. Like one of them I accidentally set up over iCloud instead of the direct transfer. So it had no passwords for anything. And I need passwords for a lot of things. So then I had to like eventually uh, I just reinstalled it. Like, But that's like a huge time loss that I can't spend reviewing it. And then it takes like two hours. And then um, Google has this thing where the login procedure and the reauthentication procedure are separate. They're not they're not the same. And the reauthentication one is nowhere nearly as mature as the login. So when you go to login, it'll say, do you want to use your token? Do you want to uh, approve it on another device that's already logged into Google? But this one only said another device that is logged into Google. And that device was transferring over. And it had like four hours left to go. And so I couldn't log into YouTube. That's like really important to me. Of course. Um, and like, like I, I talked to some people and they were super helpful. And they're like, yeah. And I, like, and I saw Dieter Bone, uh, you know, a friend of the show, Dieter Bone, was, had the exact same problem. But like, it, like you can't tell people you have to go, like your only thing can't be you have to go to an old device to install it because one of the devices I was getting rid of, I was just sending back to Apple. Right. You know, and it, and right. I, I took it out and I re-enabled it. But if I hadn't been able to do that, I would have not been able to get into that into YouTube. It's so horrible. It's yeah. so horrible and scary. So I get so, what you mean about the stress. It's real. I, I just can't. I can't take the risk and I just can't handle the stress of being able to take the risk. So yeah. that leaves yeah. me that I will not be doing it probably even by next week because tomorrow I'm out and then I'm working and then it goes into the next So week. maybe by December you'll be on your new iPhone? Maybe by the next Apple talk. Okay. Maybe. All right. Now what about Apple Watch? So I just got it. Oh, it just arrived? Yay! It's here. I'm really excited. Are you going to open it now or are you going to wait? I can open it now, but we can talk while because no one wants to actually see me open it. Like who? No one cares. Justine's already done it. Yeah, exactly. And I can't do it as well as she does. No, so. nobody like, can do it I'm as well just, as she does. That's so true. She is like the, so very the Terran true. emperor of unboxing. Oh, it's really, unboxing. it is really kind of cute. Yeah, and they have separate packaging now so you can pick your own band. What'd you get? Which band is it? I think this is a default band. Citriuno Sport? It's just the default band. Meh. Yeah. You're going to put a, a woven... So yeah, so let's go into the bands, just because I think that that's really important. So this is my most hated band. Sport, I love the sport band. I don't love... No, I, I, love, I love the, the Nike so version of the sport band with the holes in it. I do like the Nike better. version, but I'm actually allergic to whatever nickel alloy really? is here. It's and so I energetic. Yeah, no. Uh, and so I end up with a little tiny red spot on my wrist. Wait, is it silver? <laughs> it could be silver. I might sparkle. <laughs> no, it's, it's not sparkle. That's like canthropy. Oh, oh. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I'm allergic to it. I've actually tried putting a nail polish okay. on it and something to stop that from happening. But it, I'm allergic, so I get a little bit of a rash, which is unpleasant. Plus, it takes so long to put on. Love this sport band with yeah. the Velcro. This is the um, sweatpants. I will just keep on pants. playing with it and going over and over. I liked the stretchy band. Yeah, it was those are like the cool. yoga pants. I liked it. It was kind of cool. I sweat on it. And then my favorite band is the woven yeah. stretch band. One is because I like to be able to just slide on yeah. and slide off. And so I think. It, and my favorite one is the one that you're wearing right now. Jenna, as Eric, um, had a really nice lavender one too on her unboxing video. Did she? Yes. Yeah, is I quite like these. Um, no, it's just lavender. But yeah, this is the two the, tabs, huh? the pride really? one, um, oh. and it's it's quite nice. They do stretch a little bit, but the woven one, if you pull on it, it'll go back to its normal size. I still love the little tiny watch socks <laughs> that come with it. I love them. Like I don't know why, but I find them just so cute. So are you going to update to the they new will... watch before the new phone, or are you going to wait and do it together? Probably. I might because I don't mind if the watch isn't 
all set up, that's fine. If it doesn't work, it's okay. It doesn't make or break me. So it's a pretty, it's almost a beige. Yeah, that's the starlight. So it's supposed to be silver with a hint of gold. It's a beige-ish color. That's really And the interesting pretty. thing is it's 41 millimeters now, which is almost as big as the original big Apple Watch, which is 42 millimeters. Remember they were 38 and 42? Mm -hmm. Then they went to 40 and 44. Now they're 41 and 45. I'm just looking for which watch band I'm gonna steal. Those are the, those are the 45 millimeter ones. You can't they steal them. Actually, they, 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 no, no. they, they fit. work, but they don't, they they're fit. not perfect. They stick out just a yes. touch. Who cares? No one's gonna know. Uh, because they're stolen. The stolen nature of it makes up for the, exactly. the lack you'll, of you'll size. You'll see at some point, if you're watching Twitter, <laughs> suddenly I have a new watch see, band. Yeah, I was gonna ask you about that because on a previous episode, you stole the iPad and your initial reactions were positive because yeah. you hated the iPad for years, I like did. five years. You hated on the iPad. I can't say that I hated on it. You didn't, I, you refused to use it. I refused to use it. I didn't find that its use was uh, warranted and or now? beneficial. I, I quite like it. I think that, so I have a few little tiny pet peeves that come okay. with me to the iPad. And it's the 11 inch iPad, right? You don't like the, the big one. I have the 11 inch, which I think is really wonderful. I think it works really, really well. It is almost replacing my, my MacBook, but two things. One is opening it, I find, like really difficult. I always knock off the um, the case. The not the case. I knock off the pencil oh, okay. every time I open it because you really have to kind of dig in. Yes. I need like a little tiny tab or I'm gonna stick Latch. tape onto it, something to help me open it. And then, like it's top hat heavy, yeah. so it constantly falls over, and I can't move it. I wish that I could tilt it forward enough so that it wouldn't suddenly constantly flop. It's because all the, everything Sideways. is in the iPad, so it makes it very top heavy. I get you, but Apple, like I know that they want to keep it light, but they could, make the base they much could have made this pull out further so you could actually do that so that it would be a little bit more based in the center. And if it was based, like really, I've tried to tilt it and bend it even more, but I'm like, I'm just going to break the case, um, but, which would be bad. Um, but if it could move out a little bit, my fingers would still fit underneath it and it would not constantly on my lap tilt over so that I could now prop little tiny feet underneath it. Even if it had little tiny pop-outs, that would be a better experience. And then it doesn't have all the keys that I want. So the one that bothers me besides the escape key is that the volume control, I have to touch the top again of my iPad and I'm lazy and I'm used to using my yeah. computer. So I'm like tapping and I've tapped no delete a thousand times. <laughs> and then I'm like angry. Um, so yeah, so that would be the only thing. Like if you're gonna make a keyboard, make a keyboard. Yeah, I think it's a command dot is the escape key on the Magic Keyboard. I don't wanna press two buttons. Just give me an escape key. All the keys. Give, just give me an escape key. An extra key. row of keys higher up? Yeah. With escape and all the media keys? Yes, you okay. have the space, the space is there. So the space would be right on the top right here. Um, so it wouldn't take up more space and people could touch them. Why did you not do that? I don't understand. It doesn't benefit anyone. I think they didn't want you to jam your fingers under the iPad. Why, am I gonna hurt myself? What they don't someone, mind if it falls over. It on, on you by accident. It, 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 I'll Ow. be okay. Ow. I would be okay, I would be less angry. Ow. <laughs> Someone closed the keyboard on my fingers, ow. No, it bothers me. Having to touch the volume key also bothers me. All right, so, so. I'm gonna break down your current issues with Apple's new product releases. Sorry. So some people have extreme FOMO and they just have to get the latest thing immediately and set it up first. They have to be first with all these things where your anxiety is more around, I'm gonna have a period of, of, of non-utility during the upgrade process. Yes. And what is, what is the difference? What is the difference in psychology there between the, 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 those two well, worldviews? Well, I think views? that it, it all depends on, on what are the things that you want to put into your bins. 
if that social validation of being able to have the best, the greatest, first, it, yes, is really important to you, then that might oversee the waiting. So all of our brains are weighted for different things that we want to fill in different buckets. And we want to fill the greatest bucket first. So if that is your biggest bucket, you're going to want to fill that first. And that might oversee your fear of not being able to respond to people because at least when I do respond, I will have the, the best, the greatest, and everyone will see that. For me, I want to make sure that one is my stress level is low and two, I'm going to be able to do work that I'll be able to reach with my people. And so that is just a larger waiting. So we are pattern organized people. So if you actually know the waiting of the way that someone else does something, you'll know what they're going to do. And in psychology, like we think that we're all going to do something different, but when you deal with group psychology, everyone does the same thing almost all the time. Reminds me of that joke. Who here is an individual? We are not me. Exactly. And so what, and what about between MacBook and iPad, what has made you be at least open to iPad now when you weren't in the past? Oh, I really like its form factor. I love to be able to use the pencil. Um, to use a pencil? I haven't yet, okay. but I like the fact ah, that the I theory. could. <laughs> but I haven't. Okay. Um, I like the way that it charges. It's not that it's sticking out of the side and I want to just go over and, and crack it open and, and bend it. Um, so I, I like that. I think that it's it's um, has great utility. I really do wish that they used a similar operating system on both. Like I think that they need to merge them. I want them to be able to, I want to be able to do both on both systems and I don't really see the reason why if something works so well as an interface for the iPad that they wouldn't just put the exact same interface onto the Mac or the opposite. I think they see it as like the right tool for the right job and that a fa like something that you need to, t to touch has to be bigger than something that you use a but mouse why, on. Th that's, but why do I then pick, just pick one? Why do I have to relearn make how matches to do with things? Touch, make Macs with touch screens. I'm, yes. Yes, I'm not, why? Why not have a bloody touchscreen? Why, why is that something so wrong? It's not wrong. They would just have to rebuild a lot of the Mac OS Like, I stuff. would love to have a mouse. Like, I like being able to zoom along with my finger. I'm, like, that's awesome. Like, if I can do that on, like, almost everything that I can do on my Mac, I can now do on my, my iPad. Yeah. Like, can't we just have the same Except interface for both? I just, yeah. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. I think they, it would just take them a long something. time to make the Mac as finger friendly as the iPad and they'd rather spend that time on the iPad. Yeah. Why? The, see, the, the interesting thing is that Microsoft has no successful ne new generation operating system. They tried with Windows uh, Mobile, they tried with Windows Phone, they tried with Windows RT and they, just, they couldn't get them accepted on the market. So they've been forced to evolve their classical operating system where Google has no traditional operating system. So they only made their they, only, they bought Android, but they've only made Chrome OS. So they have no baggage. Where Apple has a successful traditional operating system and now a successful modern operating system. I, I want one operating system to rule them all. Yeah. They have stakeholders who, want the, who, have the, who disagree over which of those it should be. Just take the best out of both. That's just a big job. Took Microsoft from Windows 8 to Windows 10, maybe, like three years in the desert to do that. Well, listen, they have the time from not working on Siri, so. <laughs> Different engineers. You don't want the Siri engineer. No, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Clip that out, please. Yes, no, that's fine. <laughs> they all left. It's okay. They all went to Viv and Samsung turned that into. Yeah, because into, Apple wasn't putting any priority to it. Um, Bixby. There. Bixby, there which go. is the only thing worse than Siri. All right, so. 
In other news, Tim Cook is on his 10th anniversary tour. He's traveling around mm -hmm. different Apple locations uh, in, I think, North America, maybe how, just the U.S. How long was Steve Jobs CEO? at the helm? Yeah. Well, it was the original Steve Jobs and the second coming of Steve Jobs. And the second coming if of Steve Jobs was like... the two times together. Oh, I don't know. I've never done that math. I know it was like 97 till 2011. I think that was... Maybe it was a little bit earlier. So 14 like, years. Yeah, 14, 15 years for the second coming. And then whatever it was in the early days. Right. It's amazing. It doesn't seem like... Like, he's closing in on the amount of time that Steve yeah. Jobs was there. And it doesn't feel like that. Yeah. I, I wonder what it feels like for him to be able to have said that he's been at the helm for a whole, you know, decade. Yeah. Well, he still says he misses Steve every day, which I get. Of course, they were but, friends. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And the Steve actually re retired um, before, or resigned before he passed away. And Tim was CEO. And the whole plan was for Steve to become executive chairman. Yeah. So he, even Steve thought that Tim was better suited like, because Steve Jobs was never a traditional CEO. Like, the CEO's job is supposed to be increase shareholder value, like, handle all the politics of the company. And Steve was really, like, a, a chief visionary officer, chief creative yes, officer. Of chief, yeah. And so I think Tim always did a lot of the CEO drudge work, at least for years, yeah. did a lot of the CEO drudge work. Um, but even he's not that, like, he's, he's done, he's been more successful than any CEO in modern history. Like, the value of Apple is ridiculous like it's ridiculous and it's not even that high because a lot of people value like an amazon earnings to share ratio higher um so like that but it's just like the amount of value he's created but it, it seems like that's almost incidental to him just wanting the logistics to always be amazing um talking about steve giving up the helm to tim cook early i think that it shows and we often talk about steve jobs as kind of this megalomaniac larger than life um, a lot of ego, but it, it shows how much he cared about the company yeah. and to be able to give Tim a really good um, chance at being CEO because he knew what his timeline was going to be. Yeah. And so I think that that, you know, when you really care about something greater than yourself. And so he was able to step down and, and of course take care of his health and be able to do the things that he wanted to do, but still cared a lot about the company. And I think that that helped a huge amount for the transition because yeah. if it was that we are dealing with the loss of Steve Jobs, which kind of took the world by storm if you care about Apple, and then we have someone new that has replaced you, and you're always going to be shown up next to the yeah, predecessor, right? Especially when it's so iconic as Steve Jobs. That becomes really, really difficult. Well, we saw that. Like, we saw that so often on Twitter and in, in the news. People would say, oh, Steve Jobs would never do this. But they would say it about things that Steve Jobs had done because it takes, like, three years for a product to come out. But but also, yes, Tim Cook is different the way yeah. that he does things. And that, in a lot of ways, is good. Steve Jobs himself knew that he was not good at certain things. He knew that he had more of a temper. He knew that he was really fast at being able to reaction, that he cared sometimes perhaps too much or sometimes we might say not enough and that Tim Cook was very even-handed and I think that that's where Steve's yeah. 
uh, strengths and Tim's strength differ and show that why Tim Cook was the perfect person to take over the helm. Yeah. Because also, he does do it differently. Like Steve Jobs was so mercurial. I, I have this thing I jokingly call Richie's Law, where anytime you say Steve Jobs would never, you can go back and find an instance where he did exactly that. Right. Because oh. like, he wasn't predictable. Well, he, he also said a lot of stuff and yes. then he would do like, you know, a year later, he'd say yeah. like, you're, you're you know, never, never going to have a stylus and then yes. a pencil. Like, you're never going to put video, we're never going to put video on an iPod and then he announces the iPod video. Right. We're not making a right. phone, announces a phone. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He was famous with that. He just didn't want people to know what he was doing. Yeah, I think that he might have felt that at the time and then he changes his mind and yeah, sees he that things. Too. Like, which is totally fine. I don't think that people should be placed upon a stake um, and burned alive for changing their opinions yeah. or thoughts. That is growth and growth is important. So I think that that people even get upset that people change their mind and their opinions about things is a little upset, but we are very um, attached well, there's those to famous stories like where Steve Jobs did not want iTunes on Windows and did not want an iPad Mini and Phil Schiller and Eddie Q uh, said we, we have to do this and he's like fine but if it goes wrong it's your fault because he knew he hired them and he trusted them where like Jeff Bezos is like we're going to put Parallax on the phone and they're like but it's, it's an Amazon phone it's meant to order things we're going to do it and he ended up firing the, the really famous designer who pushed back on him and then forced the second designer to do it, which is very not Steve Jobs. No. I think that Steve also, though, hired people that were were strong, but yeah. also could be moldable. Like, he didn't take people that were so strong that they would knock heads among it, but also could speak up for the things that they felt and they believed. And he knew that he hired the best people. Yeah. So I think that the reason that he was able to let go was a little bit of his own narcissism of saying, well, I hired people that were really good and my judgment in hiring them was yep. good so I can let them run with this, but it just better work out. And one of the biggest differences, uh, Steve Jobs had this saying that you don't pimp your own karma. So while he supported a ton of charities, he didn't want it to be public. He thought that would take away from the like, like it wasn't it was no longer doing a good act just to be good if it was publicized. Mm. That would taint it where Tim Cook really believes that you lead by example and He's that Apple right. do investing, people seeing Apple talking about, uh, you know, social responsibility and opportunity and supporting all these charities publicly, it promotes other people doing it. it and it does. Steve, unfortunately, I'm sorry, he was wrong about that. Um, it does. It does make a huge difference. And especially when you are a huge company that's kind of heading the field, you not putting a um, charging port into your box to save you money will have other companies not place chargers inside of theirs at a much greater level than if you were a little tiny startup doing this. It changes the entire field. Yeah, yeah, that's funny because when Apple does something, the other companies all make fun of them immediately and then do it. Yeah, they can save money, of they course can. they can. They'll blame Apple, give a whole bunch of bad press to Apple, and everyone else will also, again, I think warranted because I think that Apple tries to hold themselves to another standard, so then you better. Yeah. And then, yeah, everyone else will enjoy the profits and not take any of the um, heat. Yes, cover. It's cover. Yeah. All right, so quickly, because we have a limited amount of time this week, because again, you've totally overcommitted yourself, and we had to have a whole show about why you do that. <laughs> no. What? No? No. Uh, let's not do a, not show do on... a whole okay. show on what. Yeah, type A personalities. We'll do a whole show <laughs> on that. Like, you don't. I, no, I have nothing else to how say. Many videos, how many videos did you I have to shoot a bunch of stuff after this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't even. Um, so one of the things that's been in, in the news is the effect of social networks on people. And the question I have for you is, is very specific. Um, there's been a lot of, of stories about how, uh, like Facebook, for example, um, encourages misinformation or... Um, 
uh, is, is bad for like negative self-image, things like that, because we're always promoting, I, people tend to show off the best moments of their lives. Yes. And so all we see is that. But what's one of the more recent pushbacks, and I know we talked about this a little bit a while ago, but it's just escalating, is that this is not new or, or different, that television has done this for years, especially, I think it's, it's been blamed on the OJ trial, that after the OJ trial, our appetite for sensationalism just exploded and news went to being like 24-7, everything was a crisis, all of these things. Um, but also newspapers have for a long time provided, we talked about that in an episode two, where you read an article you're familiar with and you see all the mistakes, but you read an article you're not familiar with, is that amnesia, and you don't see it. So do you think that, that a lot of the complaints about social media now are new to social media and the algorithm is, is like the crack version of the sugar we've had before? Or do you think this has always been an issue we faced? I think that it used to be that a lot of times on it, this is like blown up to a much greater level. The level and amount of time of what we consume when like, you know, there was commercials that we would have to take breaks on. There might be shows that we don't like. And now you can get the, like the, the algorithm is to pay attention to what you like and give you more of that. And there's so much out there that they can constantly feed your brain. And so that need for validation that we feel in ourselves and that want for like, because it's an intermittent reinforcement social media, because it's not all the time, it makes our brain go nuts for the next hit. And it's perfect, right? If there's a pellet that comes in and the chicken always gets the pellet, they just press it when they're hungry the pellet stops feeding them, they stop. If it's every once in a while, the chicken goes nuts. It's like concussion level hitting the button. And that's what happens with social media. And so our brain is constantly being fed. But the negative effects to that is that we're also, what we are being fed is lies. Like the way that people look, the way that they sound, the stuff that they do. Like you go off and you look and you see someone that might be just an influencer. So all they're doing all day, they're paid to just put out media and, you know, photoshopped pictures. And then we look and say, well, you know, how great am I if this is what they're doing is all these amazing things. So it also sets a standard that is absolutely impossible to be able to hit, even for the influencers themselves, because they have to reach higher and higher to be able to get the same amount of accolades <laughs> from society. And so it just, it feeds upon itself as a loop. And I think that that's why social media is so damaging, especially if we're dealing with a developing brain, because how do you get better at something? Whatever you're doing at any moment, you are physically modifying your brain to get better at it. The other thing that was really interesting was this discussion that, you know, we used to have three channels. I'm saying like in the US sense, but it was true in Canada and a lot of other countries. You, um, like they had traditionally like Walter Cronkite. There wasn't like, um, you know, news for half the country and then news for the other half of the country and people watch very different shows. And there was just a, 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 there was a study yesterday that came out that said, you know, a lot of people are excited about Succession coming back to HBO, um, but that's like the same amount of people are excited about WWE Raw coming back. And like everyone's covering Succession, nobody's covering Raw, but they're also almost completely two different audiences. And that's happening increasingly where people are, we're all watching different stuff. And previously, like Walter Cronkite gave the news to America. There was like, there was no separation. There was like three news anchors and everyone got the same news. But now we choose the person who, not only do we choose a person who repeats back to us our echo chamber, mm -hmm. but some of the biggest people that we're getting quote unquote news from is like Joe Rogan and Jake Paul have some of the most popular uh, podcasts in the world. I think the two most popular podcasts in the world and they are no Walter Cronkite. 
No, well, and when we say that they're no Walter Cronkite, what it means is that they're they don't have they're not journalists. No. They don't have to be knowledgeable in what they say. People are watching them because of who they are as people and how engaging they are. And some people love the way that they deliver news. Not and Jake some Paul, people, sorry, Logan Paul, I apologize. Ah, some people love the manner in which they deliver information. And some people hate the way that they deliver information. But the problem is, is that we are now in each of our little tiny social bubbles. And those social bubbles are inclusive to other people in our social bubble. And that seems fine on the surface, but it increases our levels of cognitive dissonance, our level to have to protect our own belief system. And that can be a really big deal. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about this more, but it's just I watched a couple instances where they had subject matter experts talking to one of these influencer news people and they would like, well, what, why don't you believe this? And they would tell them, they go, but that's not true. Here's the papers, the scientific papers. OK, well, then this. Like, it was a lot of goalpost moving. And at the end, they're like, I just don't like those facts. You know, and I think that's, that's hugely problematic because their audiences, I firmly believe that with big audience comes big responsibility. I don't know if everyone believes that because yeah. they make big money. Yes. Um, but then it becomes that danger of, you know, knowledge is power, but whose knowledge is it? All right. So to be continued, we do have one more segment where we're going to talk about the goddamn Batman trailer. Um, but first, if you can't stay and join us that, um, well, actually, let me just tell you, if you do want to join us for that, it is exclusive on Nebula. But that is like a benefit because you get all of our shows, George's shows, my shows, MKBHD, Jordan Harrod, uh, Real Engineering, Real Science, Legal Eagle, Thomas Frank. Like, there's like a hundred and something shows that you get with no ads, no sponsorships, and often bonus content or like whole companion videos. Like Sam from Wendover and, and uh, Half is Interesting will do a whole second video exclusively on Nebula to talk about more things. It's just wonderful. And you can get it for free, like absolutely free. No strings, no lies, no gimmicks. When you sign up for CuriosityStream, if you go to curiositystream.com slash Apple Talk, and that's only 15 bucks a year. A year. Not a month. Not a month. A year. A year. And like you can spend more for like an iPhone dongle. Yeah. Then you'll spend on CuriosityStream for the year. And you get just a ton of really good documentaries, really good series. I was watching a bunch of them this week. There were some of them that were really fascinating. One of the newest ones is uh, um, LeVar Burton. Yes. LeVar Burton, really good. This week, it's Jimmy Donaldson, Mr. Beast, talking about how, like, uh, you know, he moved around a lot as a kid. His mom was in the military uh, and he just wanted to do YouTube. He dropped out of school. He just wanted to do YouTube. And eventually he's become one of the most successful YouTubers on the planet. And now his mom is his accountant. Love it. Which is, yeah, it's just, it, it's just so much good stuff on there. And you can get, like I said, for $15 a year, plus all of the Nebula shows, including Georgia's, including mine. All you have to do is go to crossystream.com slash Apple Talk and sign up. And then you'll get to listen to our bonus segment every week as well. Awesome. Yep. Now, if you're not staying with us, Georgia, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on YouTube. It's youtube.com slash Georgia Dow. And you can find me at youtube.com slash Renee Ritchie. Thank you so much for joining us.